Hello, and welcome to Laid Back Lush, a podcast where we talk about wine, beer, and spirits. I'm Michael, a former wine sales associate and vineyard worker. And I am Gabe. I am WSCT Level 3 certified, and I am an administrator for a wine and spirits educating body. And today, we are having our anniversary episode, looking back on the year. What a year it's been. Yeah, it's been actually like so much fun. It really has. Doing this. Uh, Both Gabe and I are actually teeming with pride, or at least we were when we were planning this episode (laughs) until we started listening to our past episodes in order to, to, uh, to take some notes on this. Yeah. Yeah, that was an experience. Yeah, and I think it really does speak to how much we have grown. We are going to toot our own horns a lot in this. Just be prepared for the worst of our content that we've made thus far. But it's actually reverse psychology because we want to know how to improve. And the best way is to have a positive opinion of yourself so that people can just crap all over it. (laughs) (laughs) All the one star ratings just start rolling in. Uh, we, we can't be famous, so we're going to be infamous. <laughs> All press is good press, as they say. Hey, I'm okay with it. If, if somebody will sponsor us for just being the worst wine, beer, and spirits <laughs> podcast, then I'm cool with that. Who wants to associate themselves with that? Are there any tattoo shops? We need people who are, like, aggressive. I'm not going to call any of the Richmond shops out just for, you know, my own safety. <laughs> Actually, I love a lot of our Richmond tattoo shops. Oh, yeah. We have some really solid ones. We actually have a world-famous artist that lives in Richmond. Who? Uh, Joseph Stevens. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did uh, a lot of artwork on a friend of mine's, one of her tattoo artists, uh, her friend. Uh, She has a lot of work from Joseph. Her work is incredible. Oh, my God. She has a really cool Wednesday Adams uh, thigh piece. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Anyway. But that's other people's talent. We're talking about ours. (laughs) <laughs> or the lack thereof. Or the lack thereof. <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> so in this episode, we just wanted to briefly talk about uh, kind of where we've come from, a lot of the things that we've been learning, and some of the direction that we think that we would like to to go in in the future, as well as just a teensy bit of behind the scenes. Just yeah. the, the, the slightest sprinkling. Some, some hints, because you know trade secrets, we don't want to reveal too much. Also, we're a little bit ashamed of ourselves. Yeah. Basically, there's a lot that doesn't make it onto the final cut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So starting out with our very first episode, which we both listened to, he actually, uh, he called me up or called me up. He was messaging me on Instagram and he goes, yeah, yeah, you have to listen to the first episode. And I had been listening to some of our greatest hits. I I listened to the gin episode. I had listened to uh, the prohibition episode. And then he's just like, yeah, you got to. You got to do it. We, and I'm we just have like, to. We have to. So 5 a.m. rolls around and I'm listening to it this morning and I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Why? I'm just like, and, and Why? I'm just like, thank God we didn't know then what we know now because I, <laughs> I think we would have I think we would have quit. Yeah. I think we would have quit, dude. Oh, my gosh. It was rough. So what are some of the things that you noticed about episodes um, one through three? <laughs> well, so literally the, the very first thing that I had have written down from our first episode is gabe shut up about the rhone valley this is so boring (laughs) um (laughs) during our first episode we tried to cram probably 
three topics that should have been their own episodes into that episode. I, I, w- I was going to say closer to like six. Yeah, it, it was. We just um, we shot for the moon and we did not land amongst the stars. We uh, well, I won't reference that tragedy, but, you know, we, we might not have made it out of the atmosphere on that one. Uh, so, so, you know, it was um, it was a bit of a train wreck. And there yeah. was a moment where when we were talking about the wines that we bought to pair with our meal, which should have been five to ten minutes, depending on how much we really wanted to go into pairing theory turned into five to ten minutes of me talking about the Rhone Valley when that wasn't even the wine that I ended up buying. Yeah. I ended up buying a Spanish Grenache Rosé or Garnacha, excuse me, Rosé. It was all over the place. The rabbit trails were intense and they were long. Yeah, despite having a title and even mentioning a few topics that would have made for a decent episode, we just kept on jumping around, uh-huh. being redundant. We were saying the same things over yep. and over again mm-hmm. in new and creative ways, <laughs> developing the phrase. Yeah, not to mention that episode was recorded on one, one mic, on one Blue Yeti microphone. Yes. And um, thankfully, you know, the audio quality stepped up pretty well uh, onto the next episode it still doesn't sound great i have learned a lot more it, i mean this kind of ties into it but just my editing for that episode as well was horrendous i'm I, there were so many moments where i was like why did you keep this in yeah yeah this is so unnecessary oh, i was getting frustrated as soon as i turned it on i was like eee. like this just sounds bad this sounds awful yeah the audio quality was not there that being said gabe is a ridiculously hard worker he has been learning about sound editing, and I think that the podcast now, it's not where we want it to be. We're, mm-hmm. we're looking to get some uh, different apparatuses in order yeah. to improve it. I was about to say, we're kind of hitting the equipment limitation now. But as far as sound editing and all that stuff, Gabe really has put in the hours. I mentioned in our in one of our last episodes... He calls me up and he's just like, do I sound like... (laughs) (laughs) I have gone through, you know, the five stages of grief listening to my voice over the past year. (laughs) For me, it's the mouth noises that I make on a constant basis, apparently. So I try and trim as much out as I possibly can. That's going to be like the one kind of embarrassing, disappointing thing that I'm going to be self-aware of in the future is if we ever have people on, it's going to be just like... You know, just <laughs> they're going to be sitting there just fuming. Yeah, just all of my mouth noises, like distracting them. It probably they probably won't even notice it, but I'm going to notice it. And I'm going to be sitting there staring at them, wondering, <laughs> do, do you notice? Do you, do you notice? Yeah. But what, what were some of the other things from our first episode that you were you were having some trouble with? Well, I mean, it was also like it was too broad of descriptions. I literally have give specifics with three exclamation points in yeah. my notes. Because we, we were really broad with things that should have been specific, and we mm-hmm. were very specific with things that shouldn't have even really been included. They weren't yeah. relevant topics. Now, this ties into something else I had on my notes of, I feel like we were really nervous to be wrong, and so we tried to be really vague when it came to like making declarative statements. Precisely. And it, it, I think... One of the things we have hopefully learned over this time, sometimes you're just wrong and you have to own it. And it's very annoying to listen to someone be wishy-washy about their opinions. Yeah, we would qualify statements. We'd be like, oh, and then there's this thing. 
which is also it could be seen as true from this and this and this but it's really just you know if you're if you're feeling it in that moment yeah. it could be and it was just like oh my god just have an opinion <laughs> yeah. just have an opinion yeah please and please. we've gotten better about that recently and also uh, just general uh, educational bars being set yeah not that we're trying to be exclusive i you know no. i need to qualify that statement oh yeah it's it's not out of any sort of disdain or anything it's just like there comes a point where you realize you can't cater to every single like level, if that makes sense. Like yeah. we want to be as absolutely inclusive. That again, that goes back to the DNA of the podcast. Like we want everybody to listen, but we also can't account for like every level of wine knowledge. Yeah. You know, like we have to kind of just have a baseline at a certain point and trust that either you've listened to older episodes, so you know, or yeah, you know, you have a foundational knowledge, maybe not even a foundational knowledge, but just like some familiarity going yeah. into it. Another thing, and it ties into that, it's the idea that we have to tackle everything as though we are talking to somebody with absolutely no knowledge, mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing for a lack of knowledge simply by crafting the way that we talk a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, and you can see we, we've gotten a little bit better at staying on topic. We both have been taking some better notes, but we were still having a lot of trouble, even in those first couple of episodes, of allowing the facts to actually have their full impact by mentioning a, just a lot of info that was not as relevant and also just not choosing our words as carefully as we could have. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just that we were trying so hard to be, again, it goes back to we didn't want to be wrong about anything. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I think we're more comfortable kind of speaking in those generalities now, going back a little bit. I think maybe that's what I'm trying to say more than anything about the the level that, yeah. that we're, we're trying to hit is like, we do speak more in generalities now and are less trying to accommodate like every single every niche single thing. niche. Like thing. when yeah. I when I talked about bottle shock after we started <laughs> talking about wine color, you know, <laughs> you know, how old is a white wine? And it's like, okay, so white wine is typically going to be uh, anywhere between like a hay to a gold. If it starts to brown, that means that it's starting to get aged and can eventually mean that it's spoiled. Mm -hmm. Done. You can't even get a good stretch in the amount of time that it took in order to say that. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, there is this one niche thing that (laughs) can happen. It's in bottle shock if you like Alan Rickman. (laughs) Like, oh. It's just like... That's not a good way to allow somebody to retain the information, first of all. And, yeah. it, and it's also like like constantly I felt in the first episode, and I remember this is what stuck out to me from memory the most. I felt a severe disconnecting conversation. Yeah, it, it almost felt like we were talking past each other at a couple points. Yeah. It was almost it was like... like- Two kings in fanfare, like <laughs> where it's just like, all right, men, display arms. Yeah. You know? Well, I think part of it was just we we each had things that we wanted to say about the subject, but they weren't really completely tied in, and no. so we were trying to like force them in, and it just didn't go well. The, the tapestry was not woven well. There were a lot of holes. Yeah, that tent is cold. Yeah, and the wind just whistles right on through it. Yeah, another thing that I have for my notes um, is it's the never-ending endings for me <laughs> because, man, that first episode, we could have stopped at about the 55-minute mark. I mean, well, we should have had it done in 15 minutes. Yes, but 
The 50 minute mark, there was a great opportunity for us after we finished up that bottle portion of buying a bottle to end. And we went on for another like 20 minutes. No, we needed to talk about philosophy. About, yeah, the philosophy of like not being pretentious about wine. And at the end of the day, it's just like, we want you guys to explore wine with us. We want to be approachable to people from any, you know, any uh, wine knowledge as much as we can. And I think that's it. Like, yeah, we could have just said that because that is still true to this day. 100%. And and that's all you need to say. Yeah. And I feel the best way for us to communicate that philosophy is simply to make our content more educationally sound, mm-hmm. more conversational, yeah, and more approachable, not from a, a, oh, you can have any opinion that you want, but from a, this is our opinion, yeah. whatever. So I feel that especially in the context of educational discussion, you want your listeners to be able to retain as much information that's useful or interesting to them as possible. Yeah. With respect to how we do attempt to keep things conversational, formatting the discussion better for the listener experience has been and should continue being one of our main focuses. Yeah. So that what is spoken is is relevant, it's fun, and it's and it's just easily retained. Yeah. And since then, we've tried to be better about laying out our topics and sticking to the most relevant information. And we have also definitely stopped beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah. In in summary. Yeah. It's just I think it's hard when you're first starting because looking back, my whole thing was well, I just don't want to put anyone off. You yeah. Know? I don't want anyone to feel. I don't want it to be offensive. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. My point in doing this podcast is not to turn people off still but at some point you have to realize that sometimes people are just going to disagree with you and that's okay yeah especially when it comes to wine and if you disagree with us please message us at laidback (laughs) rush on instagram and twitter give us that engagement put us in the algorithm that engagement please (laughs) um but also we just enjoy talking about it plugs on plugs on plugs on plugs on plugs plugs. (laughs) (laughs) um and that's that's the thing when you express your most genuine opinion, you are able to get the most amount of engagement mm-hmm. because people should have the opportunity to either agree with you or disagree with you or go off of your stuff on faith or go and research it. Yeah. Whatever it is, they need something solid to stand on. And we do hope that you guys, if you are listening, have been uh, inspired, I guess, to go and research topics for yourself. I'm always really excited when people, you know, gain a passion for learning and go off and start learning more on their own. Yeah. And actually, this isn't a plug, but it is a plug. If you find out some interesting facts about wine that just really make you like giddy or or inspired, message us. We want to hear them. We want to we hear want them. to hear them because we are also still learning. Yeah, so that's what we've learned from the first couple of episodes. Uh, it's how we think it's best to reward and be grateful for the listeners as well as to reward ourselves mm-hmm. in the process. And I think that's what's going to give us the greatest opportunity for our listening community growing. Yeah. So moving on yeah. from those first couple of episodes, though, there are some other things that we've just kind of learned from doing the podcast mm-hmm. for a year. Well, actually, well, before we really get into that, we were talking before we started the episode on what is the episode that we consider to kind of be where yeah. we started to find our groove at least. Yeah. When when did we hit stride? And we both basically agreed on the episode. About Prohibition. The Prohibition episode yes. was, and still is to a certain extent, one of my favorite episodes that we've yeah. done. The audio on that one's not great. <laughs> I no. was still learning about uh, particularly noise gates at that time and how... If your gain is too low, 
you'll end up cutting out a lot of we, your audio. We also learned that Michael likes to uh, vary his distances. Michael does. And to this day, I still have to sometimes look at him and motion for him to come closer yeah, to it, the mic. In the same way that I like to keep certain distances from people in my life, <laughs> I like to have variable distances from the mic. <laughs> Welcome to Laid Back Lush, the therapy podcast. <laughs> um, so that's also been a thing. Like, it's so hard to have a conversation when you're both just staring into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. trying to keep the same distance from the microphone as as you can. That's also difficult. Yeah. But aside from the audio quality, which was getting better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's miles ahead of the first episode. I'll give you that. Yeah. 100%. But the research portion of this yeah. episode was just so much fun. And the reason I think both of us agree that that's where we started to kind of hit our stride was... We did a lot of our own research. We weren't going off of necessarily our previous knowledge and experience, which like is valuable and very much the baseline for what we were able to do up to that point. But I think the Prohibition episode was where we both found out we really like researching the history of these things mm-hmm. and finding the narratives and the stories of how we got to where we are today. Yeah, I mean, reading about the Rum Runners, reading about how crime and the law ended up mm-hmm. basically partnering together in a way in order to bring us like the bee's knees and all these different things and then we ended up even getting a bunch of the different ingredients in order to make them and did our little prohibition (laughs) tasting which was just so much fun i mean learning all these little facts and then seeing what those elements came together in order to create it's just it's fun yeah and there was a story to this day, I still think a lot of our best episodes are like the History of Champagne episode, the gin episode, because we did a lot of history on that one. We did a lot of unrelated history on that one. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, the, the series we just wrapped up, you know, the History of Wine series, uh, which that series has made me really want to dive into some other stuff. I came across um, a genealogy project while researching that. That's like basically just all these family trees of grapes. I need to send you the links. Still, yeah, I no, um, I have not heard of this. Okay, Gabe, this is this is you reminding yourself while you're editing to put it in the show notes when you publish this so people can look at it. But yeah, it's a really cool project where they're trying to, you know, trace out all the genealogies of grapes. That's really interesting to me. Um, you know, learning about these cultures, like I would actually be interested to learn more about Rome than what we were able to get into there, um, even the Middle Ages. And maybe give Rome its own episode instead of just, you know. Well, and so that's kind of another point uh, is uh, something I have written down is sometimes you just need to cut things. You know, it's so easy when we're writing notes for an episode to just want to put everything in it. And I think one of the things we've had to learn is sometimes for the sake of clarity and for clear communication in an episode, you just have to bite the bullet and be like, we just can't get to that here. We'll have to revisit this in the future. I remember, I think that ended up being something that was kind of an outcropping of the Prohibition episode, because Mm -hmm. once we had a story to go off of, we had to start thinking, okay, so what makes this story consistent? Mm -hmm. What allows the listener to really have an experience that is retainable uh, and enjoyable and stays on topic. And so our editing got better at that point. Like we were able to start seeing the experience as a whole 
as it goes from topic to topic, yeah. from fact to fact. <laughs> Not just <laughs> regurgitating all this information and these yeah. facts that are just kind of sitting out there in the ether, not really connected to one another on you guys. Well, and even just getting sometimes too specific about something. Like yeah. uh, like we had to pull out a little bit about um, James McCoy. We, mm-hmm. we had to pull out a little bit about Al Capone and mm-hmm. those guys. The racial component was something that we like. We kind of got into, but then we were like, eh, "This probably should be its own thing." Its to own really, thing, yeah. Because yeah, that was big impacts in history, and, and that's something I actually would still like to talk about. I mean, I know we we do try not to be super political on this podcast. Although at this point, if you're listening for long enough, you probably know at least some of my political leanings. Um, yeah, I think you know a lot about both of us uh, at this point. Uh, yeah, and it's not it's not like we're focusing on yeah. on politics or whatever. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, the history of wine and alcohol in general involves a lot of politics. Yeah, and at, at, you can't at get some away point, yeah, and at some point, you just have to bite the bullet and be like, okay, here's what happened. And we, you know, we try to be fairly neutral on the subject as much as morally um, acceptable to be neutral. Yeah. I'll say that. Well, and it's also like we we believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have things that we have researched in order to back it up. The wine, beer, and spirits knowledge is sound. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that's what you listen for, that's what you listen for. And other things are going to come up simply because of the fact that you really can't avoid it. But we try to be as factual yeah. as possible. And that's, I think, the best way to involve yourself in any political conversation. Oh, precisely. To know as many of the facts as you possibly can. No, I prefer to know just a couple of facts and <laughs> uh, base yeah. my opinion off of what my ego feels best about. I think that's a good strategy. Yeah. I think we should actually shift the podcast to that. Yeah. How do I feel about about wine in Rome? Yeah. How confident do these facts that I just made up make me feel about Rome? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good strategy. We should we should re-record that episode. We can each choose three facts. And we have to base an entire episode. It's going to be like a, a where's the lie type deal. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, no. And it could it could be like competitive. Like it could be like who who spots each other's mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. I actually would. That sounds like a lot of fun. That would be a good game. Yeah. And just at the end of the episode, it was just like, so what was your lie? We might need to do that. Okay, so... These are good ideas. These are good ideas. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but going back to um, looking at history and finding narratives and trying to make sense of them for you guys, because, listen, we still don't know a whole lot. I am learning more. The more we do this podcast, the more I realize how little I yeah, know. Same here. And, you know, if we sound confident, I mean, it is because we are confident in the material that we research. Also, just know, you know, that is subject to change in the future. I mean, even in the first couple of episodes, we just said some things that were flat out wrong. Yeah. Um, And that's something I will give us this. This is something that we've always tried to be very, like, open and honest with is correcting in subsequent episodes. If we do come across something glaringly obvious that we just got wrong in the future, we will continue to do that. We will always be discovering new things, something I am more curious about getting into. And this is something you've already done a lot of research on. I know that is more of the um, chemistry, scientific side of a lot of these things. That's something I'm very curious to get into more in the future. That stuff, a lot of it goes over my head. I have to research and then I have to look up specific words. Yeah. The the amount of, of just pure reading that I have to do in order to understand what I'm looking at is just crazy oh and but it's fascinating yeah actually so it's funny you mentioned that that's something i have had to learn in making notes is to stop going down in those rabbit holes as much 
just for the sake of not spending hours and hours and hours making notes for one episode oh, and being like, if we want to yeah. go here later on, make a mental note of it, or in my own time, if I want to research it, go back and look it up because it will not help the episode for me to go on this really niche rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we, we want to peel the information in layers. And for some reason, my inclination, and this is something that I've had to learn is I just drill. Mm -hmm. I just drill into one specific topic. Like in our uh, Japanese episode, I ended up doing so much uh, research into one specific valley. I remember when we were talking before, because we talked before every episode just to like go over things and whatnot. Yeah. And I remember you kept on throwing all these things out and I was like, all right, I, I appreciate that you did all this research, but I don't know how we're going to fit that in. Yeah. Yeah, no. And we found a way. It wasn't yeah. a bad episode. No, I, I enjoy that episode a lot, actually. I also think that's part of um, actually going back to the first episode, I did have like two good things to say about it mm. one of them was that i think our public speaking skills although I, I guess you maybe could or couldn't consider this public speaking because you know we're alone in a room together when we record this but obviously we're speaking for an audience i think we had pretty good public speaking skills in terms of being engaging as speakers we're not monotone we're not monotone obviously the information that we were spouting was um a little scattered but also, I, I think it was clear even from the first episode that we were doing this to have fun. Yeah. And that's something that I think has only just kind of become more obvious because I've been keeping more jokes in and, and stuff like that and having a little bit more fun in the editing process rather than trying to make it this like sterile, purely uh, educational. If you turn thing. to page 20, you can see some interesting facts about uh, <laughs> the Rhone Valley, I suppose. But <laughs> I... I think that's part of what makes, you know, us as as a team, uh, you know, interesting to listen to. And I do think that kind of the difference in how we tend to approach topics helps. Well, and also just simply because we do have such different backgrounds, it's it's very interesting to see how they intersect. And a lot of times we end up being excited about the same things, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I do like it when we have our separate notes, because then we're coming together and it's just like, oh, and then you saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that. Let's yeah. talk about it. Because inevitably... I found out something different. My my curiosity brought me in one direction. Your curiosity brought you in another. Another thing, though, that has helped to keep things lighthearted is our vocal warm-ups. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk about these because I am ashamed. <laughs> we have good vocal warm-ups. Um, we, so we do actually go through and, and try to, you know, just make sure that we're pronouncing things clearly. Uh, we want to be enunciating correctly. We yes. want you to be able to actually understand what we're saying. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. We also go a little crazy, though, and start having dance parties on occasion. <laughs> I feel so bad for your neighbors when we record. <laughs> oh, my God. No, because it's not as though we're actually trying to sing the lyrics. We're, like, throwing our voices <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a squeak and a yodel put together in some cases. It's turned into less of a vocal warm-up and more of a ritual. Yeah, where we just have to basically yell. But I'm not going to actually give you guys that much of a behind-the-scenes on that one. Because yeah, we, we want to have some dignity left yeah. after this episode. Yeah, but no, that's that's also been fun because it's it's nice to just be able to be silly because this is a fun podcast. Yeah. Okay? Or at least it's fun for us. Yes. We're doing this because we love it. Yeah, that's that's been helpful. Sometimes, though, the vibe is off. Yeah, I have it's two words for you. 
Okay. Buzz balls. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. We we got we legitimately were like angry at the end of that episode. We were trying so hard to keep it funny, but we stopped recording and we both were just like we were in a weird headspace. Yeah. We were angry. We literally stormed off to the store <laughs> and like both of us are just looking at each other. Are you still angry? Yeah. yeah. I'm still angry. It was it was it they really were that offensive to us. But you know, there are some other episodes where it wasn't necessarily that we were upset or angry or anything at the material. It was more sometimes the vibe is just off. It's hard to quantify it sometimes, but sometimes an episode just doesn't go how you think it will. Yeah. Um, we have re-recorded. Uh, granted, it's only been, what, like three, two or three episodes, I yeah, think? Yeah, like the Mezcal episode we had to Yeah, re-record. we had to re-record. Um, actually, the first episode... I, don't know if we've told you guys this there is a lost first episode i don't do you still have those audio files i do oh no the lost first pilot <sighs> maybe one day we might have to publish that oh uh, um, why would you inflict <laughs> that on the world it's bad I, I think you messaged me the next day and i was thinking about messaging you because i was like <laughs> we can't use that yeah it was if you thought our first episode was rambly that was like session zero was bad it was horrific and i remember i i messaged you and i was just like we need to re-record that mm-hmm. i don't i don't feel good about it and you're yeah. like i am so glad that you said something because <laughs> because i was needing to say something but i didn't want to like make you feel that i'm like no no this is quality management and i knew for a fact that you wouldn't you know like yeah be upset about it i'm like there's no way that this is what he wants to put out as our first foot which has actually been a really good um dynamic i guess that we've had is we are pretty much always on the same page when it comes to episode quality so if we ever do decide we need to record that's pretty much always well not pretty much it always has been up to this point and yeah. mutually agreed upon i was thinking of telling you but i didn't want to say it i was thinking of you and i didn't want to say it. yeah um so yeah, we we've been on the same page a lot. But yeah, sometimes um an episode it just doesn't go how we think it will and you know, we we need to for the sake of, you know, you guys and our own quality, you know, re-record sometimes. Yeah. That is something that I enjoy about the dynamic of this podcast is the fact that we both do have a commitment to quality. We might not know what best industry standards are or we might not have access to the best quality and we're still learning, but we do want to do the best that we can every single time. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, when things might be off. Yeah. This is something mm-hmm. this is something that Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I wanted to ask you, and I'm gonna start with my own, is what do you think your biggest weakness for the podcast is? And and mine is that I interrupt so often. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I listen to episodes and I'm like, I hope people don't think that I like hate Michael because I (laughs) I have a tendency to interrupt you, but it's because it's how we talk in in real life. Yeah. And it's like nodding and yeah. If you were to see our body language. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different. It's not that he's being impatient with me. He's looking at me and, and nodding his head. Oh no. He said the bad thing. No. (sighs) No. It just slipped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my biggest weakness on the podcast. It's just saying the worst things you've ever heard <laughs> that I then have to go back and put our little, oh, no, he said the bad thing jingle over. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, but I, I would also say one of my biggest weaknesses is my yeah and my mm-hmms. I have to cut so many out, and there are some that I can't cut out because you're talking over them, and you can hear me in the background still saying it. <laughs> it's just that Gabe gets kind of distant for a second. It's not even that. It's it's I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm trying to be an active listener, and uh, it's something I have been trying to be more aware of in recent episodes, and I think I've gotten better about it, but I still definitely slip into it when I get excited. And you're especially aware of that because you do most all of the editing. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, I'm aware of all sorts of things in my speech pattern that I am now trying to correct. It's crazy how much you don't realize what you sound like and how you're talking until you have to go and edit it for hours on end. Yeah, you ran into that a little bit when you had to edit the German episode. Which was torture. <laughs> I was just like, at a certain point, I just started a search and destroy method of all pauses. I was just like, is that an empty space? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, gosh, what would I consider to be some of my biggest weaknesses? Uh, I think that sometimes the, the way that I say things isn't exactly the most efficient. Mm -hmm. And so I do end up rambling or repeating certain phrases it goes into that kind of like speech pattern thing the other thing is i tend to fidget a lot <laughs> yes yes um, you do I, I i fidget a lot in my seat and i don't like that mm -hmm. i'm like even now i'm sitting here i'm like cracking my knuckles and like i'm doing it under the table now so that's progress but, you know, sometimes it, it, just sitting in a chair, I sit in a chair for a very long period of time during the day anyway. And so eventually I'm like getting a little antsy. I, I yeah. you know, feel like I need to get up and move. That improved with us doing our little dance party because I was able to get some energy out. Um, but I'm, I'm a high energy individual. I, I need to express myself yeah. in dance. In dance. In dance. Another thing is, although I do enjoy the research portions, I do think that I could cast better notes. I, I do think that I could try and craft a, a better experience for the audience. And I think that, especially in combination with your notes, I feel like if I could have more tie-ins, more ways of playing off of your notes so that it still feels more cohesive, I think that that would also be something that's good. I think that that would be something that our viewers would enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think that it would also allow us to be more engaging with each other. Yeah, I agree. But we both know what my biggest weakness is. The puns? All the puns. All the puns. All the, all the, puns. the time. All the puns all the time. They wound me. Yeah. <laughs> the vibes go off and the puns go on. Yeah. Um, so I think that those are things that I can improve on. What are some things that you think are your greatest strengths? Um, my editing skills. I will say, I think I have gotten pretty good at editing the podcast. You know, obviously, I would agree. I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, it's kind of a developing skill, as anything is. Um, but I, I would say that's a pretty marked difference between episode one and this one. Uh, let's see what else. I would say. I think I'm pretty good at keeping us on topic because sometimes, you know, we, we do have a tendency to rabbit trail quite a bit. And uh, I think I have good ways now of trying to plug us back into a topic. Our, our segues are getting better. Yeah. So I, th I think those would be my, my strengths. What about you? Uh, my enthusiasm. <laughs> 
Oh wait, wait! I have one more for me. I think I, I think I have good ideas. I would like to think that I have yeah, good ideas. Yeah, no, you podcast. totally have good ideas. The the podcast itself was your idea. True. Yeah. Which you know, bad in the first three episodes. Well, <laughs> I think that was more just the learning curve of oh, yeah. you know talking to an audience. Well, we even talked about that when we were doing it. It's like the learning curve is going to be steep. Yeah. I think I forgot to mention this when we were talking about our first episode, but looking back, some of the first feedback that we received was, um, can you guys make the episodes a little bit shorter? Yeah. And I remember at the time being not quite offended, but being a little bit like, well, well why? And looking back, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. all right. Yep. I know why. We didn't need to talk about that for an hour and a half. There was no reason for it. So I think we've gotten a lot better in in that regard. Uh, but yeah, so back to strengths. What would you consider to be some of your other strengths for the podcast? I think that I'm pretty good at, uh, or I'm getting better, I'm learning, mm-hmm. uh, better how to create those stories between topics. With the enthusiasm, I, I really do think that that's a good way of engaging people. Yeah. I mean, people don't want to listen to you talk about a topic you're not interested in. Exactly. And so I think that one of the things that both of us have as a concern, but that I really have felt some growth with is just putting myself into the shoes of a listener. What is the listener actually hearing when they hear us talk? And how are they going to keep track of it? How are they going to relate to it? Yeah. And how is this going to latch on to maybe some other interests that they have so that they can retain it? Yeah, that's something actually going back to the editing portion that I have really adopted is, you know, when you first start editing, or at least for me, when I first started editing, it was more about like purely the audio quality and obviously like pauses and taking out ums and hums and haws and all that. But you know, after you get good at that, you start to look at it more as a structural piece and, you know, what portions of this might weaken the structure overall and looking for those and where to take them out and whatnot has been uh, pretty invaluable, yeah. <laughs> I think, for the quality of the podcast 100%. Overall. Your editing jobs have been absolutely fantastic. Why, thank you. Yes, indeed. Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one one good example of, like, a thing that needed to be taken out and and Gabe took it out because it did indeed sound patronizing. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So when we were talking about uh, New World wine history, we ended up talking about, of course, South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about how the Dutch ended up bringing all these different grapes there, and it's really cool, and now they have Pinotage. All cool. Well, essentially, I thought, oh my god, what if we have listeners that don't know that Africa is not a country? We very well might. Yeah. But the way to address that is not to say, which is what I did, and if you don't happen to know, (laughs) Africa is not a country. It is a continent with a lot of different countries and ethnicities and everything. A better way of saying that would just be when giving the cursory details of it in the continent of Africa, there is a little country called South Africa on the bottom tip of of the continent. That way, a person might not have the knowledge, but... They can find out through their context clues that yeah. maybe there is a gap in their knowledge. Yeah, I, I messaged Michael as I listened to the edit, the initial edit that I did. And I was like, yeah, I'm taking that out. It sounds real bad. Yeah, and then I listened to it. I was just like, yeah, take it out. It sounds really bad. 
we can accommodate this need in a in a bit more of a smart way. Yeah. That doesn't sound patronizing to our people because honestly, that would just make everybody feel dumb for listening. Exactly. And again, that is not our intention at all. We no. are trying to be as open and as get as many people as we possibly can interested in this stuff as possible. Yeah, I mean, cuz for for us, you know, it is about inspiring you guys to learn more and get creative with your your exploration experience we're not here to make people feel bad well speaking of inspiration Mm. looking looking forward what is inspiring us where do we go next i mean we've mentioned a lot of the stuff that we really like but one thing that we've mentioned frequently throughout our episodes is our desire to have interviews Mm -hmm. i've been meeting with more and more professionals around the city who i will not name until they officially agree to be on a podcast with us but they have even listened to our podcast. I found it strange how many people, as soon as I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast, mm-hmm. they want to talk about their craft with me. Yeah. So I'm like, well, hey, let's just schedule an interview. So that is one thing that I know that we both are going to be looking forward to. Yeah. And uh, I, I also, yeah, I have some people in my circles that um, I haven't reached out oh, to. So you know people too, huh? Yeah. 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 How about your people talk to my people? We'll see what happens, huh? That'll be an interesting interview then. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, be fun. <laughs> we might need a couple more mics, but you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I have some people in my camp as well that I'm planning on reaching out to once we kind of get a solid base of when we can really do this. And uh, it's soon. You know, we are planning on doing this soon. And this is including chefs. This is including brewers. This mm-hmm. is including mixologists. Yeah. One particular mixologist that I am very excited about might be joining us this February. Michael has been talking about this since the conversation happened. Yeah, I was so excited. He literally stopped me in the middle of of the bar that I was at and told me that he had been listening to the podcast. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so honored. So yeah, you know, if you're listening, you know who you are. We're looking forward to having you. I'm looking forward to meeting you because I have not met you yet, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge. There's a chance I might have met you and you didn't know who I was, but doubt it. But <laughs> but I doubt it. I'm just so luxuriously famous. You can see it in my face that I have knowledge. Oh, no. I mean in the inverse of you would have no idea who I was. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I heard that wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I that was not a brag at all. Gotcha. I, um, for some reason, I just look at your face and I think snooty pride. You're not the only one. <laughs> I don't know why people have that opinion of me. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah interviews we want to do interviews we also um speaking of the snootiness <laughs> speaking of the snootiness um our tastings are i would not say they were bad but some feedback we have gotten is from people saying i like listening to you guys talk but i kind of don't know what you're talking about at the same time yeah so better structure better structure more concise mm-hmm. um something we've in the past couple tasting we haven't done a whole lot of tastings recently well for one thing we need to I think choose which episodes have tastings a little wiser because when we first started, we just kind of threw tastings in every episode, which was, I think, appropriate for the time because it was what we knew to do. But I think now we know more of the structure of how an episode's going to go yeah. and we are able to insert tastings that are more appropriate and more coherent with the overall theme of the episode yeah like if we're talking about a specific country or we're talking about a specific type of wine yeah exactly it's appropriate if we're just talking about general climate or climate yeah, yeah we don't we don't really need to have a tasting for yeah. that and the tastings themselves 
we want to be a little bit more concise. We still want to be able to wax eloquently because we enjoy doing that, but we are we have been trying to wrap up our tastings with some more concise here's a bullet list of the main points of this wine, beer, spirit, whatever for you guys. And maybe we we should start kind of giving them our rating. Yeah, we should. Yeah, actually just start rating the wines. We should come up with a quirky scale that's unique to the podcast. Is this wine laid back or is it snobby? (laughs) (laughs) So um, also something I want to do, I think you want to do as well, is just uh, more liquor episodes. Liquor episodes are a little bit more expensive. They're uh, more expensive if we but, do a tasting. Um, they're they're a lot of fun yeah. because we get to learn a lot about the history of these spirits while we do them, which is a really good time for us. The mezcal episode in particular yeah. was one that I just adored. Mm-hmm. When I was re-listening to it, I was just yeah, I, I was having a great time. I had a smile across my face the entire time I was listening to it. I struggle with that episode a little bit because I do really like it overall, but I was so vague on so many points, and I said I should have put this in my notes so many times that I'm like, then why didn't you just put it in the notes, Gabe? Come on. I got very irritated with myself. We're very self-critical. If you haven't picked up on this (laughs) point uh, this far, I don't know what to tell you, but we are quite critical of ourselves. And yet we keep on coming back and creating more. And that's a strength for both of us. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so the Mezcal episode, I do really enjoy. I think it's a fun episode, but in my own performance, I'm not quite happy with. Thank goodness that we're improving. Yes. But, you know, there there's liquors we have not covered yet. Vodka, rum, um, soju. I w- would love to do a soju episode. Uh, just Baishu. Baishu would be really fun. Goldschlager. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, Definitely some Goldschlager, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we want to do some more liquor stuff, uh, more historical episodes as well. Uh, you know, we've kind of been hitting those more in the later half of last year. Yeah, I definitely want more historical episodes. Like, yeah. even when we were talking about, like, the Mezcal episode, getting into the history of kind of how it came and then how it developed and then how it morphed into something new. Yeah. Getting into the culture of these things is what I really love. Yeah, the cultural element, as well as the historical element for me, like you just said, is really fun to discover. Yeah, it gives the flavor context. Yes, yeah, and... In a weird way, it kind of makes you feel a little bit more connected with other people, you know? Well, yeah, it's kind of like when you when you hear anybody's history, you know, and you, you can see the person that they are. Yeah. But if you know their history, then you know how they got here, and suddenly everything that about them is given context. Yeah. And you can't help but feel empathy. And it's kind of the same thing towards the things that they make. That's what really excites me. Yep. Well, and then I guess finishing out what we want looking forward is our belated Christmas gift of more listeners. Yeah. And and sponsors. Please. <laughs> and it's not it's not even that, you know, we're trying to do this just to be greedy and become the next Joe Rogan and have a hundred million dollar Spotify deal. Spotify hit us up, by the way. If you got that kind of money floating around to sponsor a podcast, good lord. Uh, so i don't want to be the next joe rogan i don't either but i will take that money and become the next laid back lush (laughs) (laughs) this isn't the old laid back lush this is the next laid back lush this is the one where we can actually record with equipment for video in a (laughs) studio 
which is something down the line we want to do. We want to have video yeah. capability at some point in the future. Um, Maybe a nice enough studio that isn't, you know, just a blanket fort. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that's, you know, looking forward. And obviously, we are very grateful for those of you that have been here since the beginning. We would not still be here without you guys. This is really just about the podcast growth. Like we want to make better content. We want to make more content. And that's just easier when, you know, you have funds to do that and an audience that's, you know, actively engaged with it as well. Yeah. And we want to be able to whet your appetite. We want to be able to continue doing this. So I guess to, to finish out, really, it is just that we're, we're so grateful for you guys joining us on this journey. Absolutely. We're so glad that we actually do have people who message us about this, that we've mm -hmm. been able to connect with people in our own community, Yeah, as well as having listeners from around the world. That's really been kind of amazing for me. There have been an uptick in international listeners recently, actually. And I'm like, where are you guys coming from? Yeah, Like, we're grateful. Don't get us wrong. It's really cool. But it's like, how on earth are you guys finding yeah, us? Yeah, we're a little podcast that is unsponsored with really bad equipment in yeah. the middle of <laughs> Richmond. Yeah. Like, how did you find us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, we had like a bunch of listens in the past two days. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, how did you find us? Yeah. What What are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did you listen to like hours worth of content in one day? Oof. But yeah, so we are just so grateful. Um, and I'm looking forward to the future. I'm I'm very glad that you invited me to do this podcast I can't wait to continue it. I can't wait to grow this and to grow our skills and to grow our audience. Yeah, I'm glad you've stuck with me through <laughs> a whole year. I know I'm not always the easiest person to work with, but... Uh, uh, there are other environmental factors that are far worse than you. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> no uh. comment. Uh, but yeah, no, and thank you guys uh, so much. Again, I know I've said this five times already but you guys are amazing and gabe you are actually a delight to work with and you have so much knowledge it has been so much fun to just learn even just from you being able to ask you questions and you are a hard worker and i don't think that you've ever come in and just been like let's just get this over with like <laughs> stop it you're making me blush <laughs> yeah yeah i can see <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just because I'm extremely pale. <laughs> oh, no, a slight uptick in my blood pressure. <laughs> and now I'm red. Flush. <laughs> yeah, no, you have been a great co-host as well. I am so happy that I have gotten to do this with you. You have been a joy to work with. And you, you make recording fun, which is really all that I can ask for, because I would not do this or just continue by, to do this. Could you imagine doing this by yourself? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do this by myself. Just an hour of talking to the microphone. I would have edited four episodes and been like, yeah, no, I'm done. I, I can't do this. <laughs> I sound like doo-doo. Find respite in my voice, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what's kept me going this entire time. Is, is oh, my mouth I noises. Get, I, yeah, yeah. Is, is you smacking your lips every five seconds. Or slurping my wine. Or, yeah, or oh my oh okay. We don't we don't need to talk about the slurps. Oh gosh. So thank you guys again for joining us. Yes. Um, thank you for a year. And happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Cheers. Cheers.